0: Hey, this is Kyle from the Cast. I'm sure you've heard my co-host Steve talk about Revenge Lover designs a million times. But now I'm going to mention it for the one millionth and one time, so stick with me here. If you need a really kick-ass logo, but you don't want to ask your neighbor's kid because you know he's going to do it on PowerPoint or Microsoft Word, then go to revengelover.com and tell her Kyle from the Cast sent you. I guarantee you she'll use Photoshop or Illustrator, one of the professional design programs that graphic designers are supposed to be doing. Seriously, who the hell uses PowerPoint? Greetings, fellow humans. This is Pat Callahan uh, from All White Tukey. You're listening to another great podcast on the Four Radio Network. Yeah. Hello, and welcome to a brand new episode of Not Another Be Horrorcast. I am, of course, M. Stevo, along with my co host. I'm Anna. And we are back for another episode of the new year. Um, not so much stuff has gone on today. I think most of the news fees have just been. Um, uh yes. stuff about david bowie
1: yeah although i did find one thing that's kind of weird that i just added it yeah you can see that so i thought it was interesting so i figured we might talk about it anyways
0: that's fine i was just redoing it so i actually know what the hell i'm doing <laughs> um okay so of course you can find us on Com, facebook twitter spreaker itunes stitcher Zoom marketplace blackberry podcast blueberry podcast mirror guide Podcast directory. I'm. I, I. don't know why I have it as podcast directory. I usually just say pod directory, but pod directory. Um, double twist, YouTube, swell radio, and Player FM. And of course, this episode of Not Another B Horrorcast is brought to you by Revenge Lover illustrates and designs that fit your personalities for samples and inquires please visit revengelover.com and don't forget to do all your shopping on amazon.com but you don't have to go to amazon.com you can go to the sasquatch.net or you can go to arcade bros or you can go to longboxcast or you can go to her majesty secret pod and you click on that amazon banner and you shop like you normally do and you can actually help support the show keep the lights on so i don't become homeless anytime soon um, before we dive into everything in this show this week, uh, we'll talk about how's everybody's week been going, Anna, how's your week or what's new?
1: It's been stressful, I actually called out on vacation yesterday cause I didn't want to go into work and deal with all the crap cause I keep getting, I keep getting shit for other people's shit that they did wrong. So it's, it's fun.
0: You want to tell everybody where you work so no. they can, uh, you know, bomb the place. <laughs>
1: No, I don't want to tell anyone where I work because I don't want to get fired. Yeah, so. you won't
0: get fired. First off, no one listens to this podcast. Second That's of all, true. no one listens to any of the podcasts on the network. Because you know why I say that? Because we never hear back from fans. So we apparently have all these likes—you know, forty something likes or thirty something likes on the Facebook page—yet I've never heard anybody uh, write in or say, "Hey, how you doing?" or anything like that, or maybe even give us some news. You know, or some... anything. Anything? Yeah. No.
1: I haven't even had someone come up to me and say, "Oh, hey, I listen to your podcast, like at work," or, like, I mean, I don't know how many of my friends I've told about it. And they're like, "Oh, that's cool." I'm like, well, I, "Fuck you
0: too." I'm actually kind of very disappointed. I really thought hashtag uh, Anna movie dates would catch on and people would want to go on dates.
1: I like hashtag Drunk Steve better. I think that was a better hashtag. Well,
0: hashtag Drunk Steve is actually on other podcasts, so I know it, it doesn't it doesn't really. No, we're we're doing hashtag. <laughs> And a movie date, so, I think yeah. we
1: need to find a different po- uh, a different hashtag, because apparently that hashtag doesn't work for this
0: podcast. I think what we need yeah. to do is just start posting pictures of you in scandally outfits or whatnots for poor podcast things, and start posting that on the Facebook page and Twitter and stuff like that. Maybe that's how you sell sex. Huh. I'm not very uh, sure how things work. But before we dive into... We do have a little bit... Oh, oh. how was your week? Uh, my week was... My week is okay. Uh, just spent more money than I need to spend on groceries and then also got screwed over by my cable company and then... Fuck the cable company. Started working out again and realized how much I hate working out and how sore <laughs> my fucking body is. So it's hurt. It's literally like, yeah, just doing this, what I'm doing right now. No one can see, but I'm barely... My arm's not even fully extended. So if the beer that I'm drinking was farther away, so even just doing that, that just right all here... Mm-hmm. and here fucking hurts so now you're doing
1: better than me i tried to do yoga today and my ankle started screaming in pain and i couldn't do it so i was like well fuck this then
0: and then literally i sat down on the couch and tried to get back up because i started doing uh i ran today at the at my gym mm-hmm. and then i did uh yesterday i did push-ups uh crunches and squats and i blame that fucking anime i started watching for all that um <laughs> why is that because that's what, okay, so this anime I was watching has nothing to do with horror news, but I, I, I recently just got back into watching anime again. And Hulu is actually a great source, and it doesn't have the dub ones, which I'm okay with because I don't mind reading uh, with certain stuff. Because sometimes when things do get dubbed over, uh, a lot of the, um, I mean, they've gotten a lot better, but a lot of the dubs back in the day have been really shitty for, uh for anime and stuff say. like that yeah so uh the the, the anime i started watching because i kept seeing posts because i actually joined a group on facebook the blue ribbon army which i'm also part of and normal Ooh. facebook stuff but blue ribbon army for the comic-con stuff but they have like a uh like a workout fit page like people giving tips and like you know people like helping each other out and all this kind of stuff so um they everyone kept post in these pictures of this guy called one punch man And I was like, okay, what is this? I know it's an anime. i got to figure this out and stuff like that. So I finally started watching it on Hulu and basically binge-watched the entire season in one night. I have no idea how I even barely got to work the next day. Um, But, yeah, I and then finished it up. And now I'm kind of angry because that season's over and I don't know when the second season starts. Because it looks like this anime just came out in 2015. I know there's a manga, but I haven't been reading manga for a long, long time because uh, not only uh, do I love mangas, but the problem is, is they're a huge fucking money pit. Uh, And uh, I have a huge collection already, and I haven't even finished. Like, I got addicted to One Piece, and the one I dropped off on One Piece, I forget. It's, like, it's probably in the maybe 20s, maybe almost early 30s. I think they're in, like, 100 volumes now or something like that. So I'm, like, super far behind on everything on that. But anyways, yeah. So I got addicted to One Punch Man, and they kept asking him, like, well, what's your secret? Like, what's all this? Like, how do you get this power? And he literally just goes, you must do 100 push-ups a day, 100 squats a day, 100 sit-ups a day, and then do... uh uh, run a 10 k 10 mile k run or something like that i don't know um i forget what the 10 mile thing was or whatever like that but every day and i was just looking at him going like well that's just normal workout like that's no because literally (laughs) he punches things i'm pretty sure people who listen to this uh, might have seen the show i'm not sure he literally punches things and just destroys everything with one punch that's why he's called one punch man uh but he gets angry with that because he's he kind of he's expecting a challenge uh, kind of oh, thing. He's so he's wanting a challenge. Yeah, he's been wanting a challenge, which he kind of gets a challenge in the last episode of that season, which is very interesting, but it's still just it's still just kind of funny. Doesn't
1: that kind of ruin the name of it though? I mean, his his name is One Punch Man, and then he comes across somebody that he can't knock out in a single punch, and that just kind of ruins his whole endeavor.
0: Not really, because it's kind of funny just to watch him like like I for okay. Um, diving into a completely different thing. There's an episode I was watching which I thought was great, where literally this huge. Uh, you know creature guy kind of like i think it was a man mixed with like a dung beetle or something like that was like the the crossover species with this one scientist guy and he literally goes over to you know the 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 one punch man guy and he's just like and he seriously like just backed away like all the way like he's like he's like why why is everything in my sensors going off like my animal instinct is flipping out like what's going on with this kind of thing and then he gets angry with the guy because he tells him his, you know, workout regimen. He's like, no way, there's not impossible. So the thing like Transform starts beating the crap out of him. And you see him getting like, you know, knocked all over the place over like that. And he's literally sitting there going like, oh, no, what have I done? And you're thinking like, oh, maybe he's finally met his match. And he sits there and goes, what day is it? It's Saturday. And he just, he freaks out because he missed a sale. Oh, <laughs> off, like, and you're just like but how they're building it it seems like you're like oh this might actually be you're a like, challenge like oh, oh shit like he, he might doesn't... have been as mad and then he literally's like ah and he just hits the guy the guy goes flying again and he's just all like we missed the set like kind of well i can't do it. i don't know what his voice sounds like in american but in japan it's just like so <laughs> um great japanese Hey, it's pretty good. Um, yeah, so that's basically all I've been doing is finally getting back into working out and realizing how much it sucks, but had to stick to it. And, and then...
1: remembering how much you love anime.
0: Yeah, an anime. So actually, that reminds me, since we were, well, I was watching anime. I need to find some horror anime. Um, I know there's some on Hulu, possibly. There was actually one I was reading. It's not really horror anime, but it deals with like the Grim Reaper and stuff like that. It's, I believe, it's called Soul Eater. Well,
1: there's the Helsing anime. Yeah,
0: I've already seen those, and that one's really fucking good as well. I just
1: um, I haven't seen very many episodes of it, but I don't know. Well, I which think one it's called Helsing? It's the one where mm. it, it's the one that's making fun of Van Helsing, basically. Well, it's
0: not really making fun of oh, Van Helsing. Kind of like, it's, it's, it's basically life- the okay. So first off, well, this is what I'm asking. The one you probably watched was the one that came out before uh, people started reading the mangas. What they started doing with anime again? We're getting onto a completely different rant. Rant. What they started doing is they started doing uh, anime finally based off the manga, which is actually a lot better. It's close to closer to the story, and then you don't get these weird botched up things. Because usually, the anime ends up happening is it goes, uh, it starts catching up to the manga, and then it just goes, oh shit, we we got to create our own shit, and then it goes off to its own thing. So. so sort of like what Game of Thrones is doing right now. Well, yeah, but they haven't fucked that up yet. So Not yet. Um, uh. But plus they have. Okay, first off, you have. The guy, George... George R. R. Martin. Yeah, he's basically involved in all of it, so it's not like...
1: But he hasn't even written the next book. But he's already
0: given them, like, cliff notes and everything like that, where he... Yeah, but I'm saying,
1: like, the book after that, like, I highly doubt he's got... I mean, unless he's got, like, a rough outline for all of the next books that he's going to do, but maybe... Anyways. Anyways. So, going back to the the other tangent... So, most likely,
0: the Hellsing you saw was probably just the anime one and not the one that's based off of the manga, which the manga is a lot better... Kind of well, like... I
1: know that there's two, and I know that the one that I saw was, like, the light-hearted one, where it was basically <laughs> kind of making fun of it, and, like... I wouldn't...
0: See, that's what I don't get what you're saying. I I'm... mean, it was...
1: Obviously, it was dark, because it had him killing a bunch of people, but there's this one part where his head gets cut off, and, uh, I guess it doesn't actually kill him, and, like, his... the, like, police girl, like, sidekick that he has mm-hmm. thought that her his head actually got cut off, and he just goes... Put me between your boobs. So she like takes her he- his head and is like hugging it. And he's like, that's very good. Now I want you to like I don't know. It was really funny. Oh, well, that's just...
0: First off, that's just anime in general. They always go to dirtiness. Like, Dragon yeah. Ball Z is actually... No, actually, Dragon Ball was a very dirty anime, even though everyone thought it was a kid anime.
1: And I did also see... Um, I saw another anime that my friend Edward showed me a couple years ago. Oh, crap. What was it called? Something about Angel on Earth or Fallen Angel or something like that. But it was basically like I know this is again like real not really descriptive, especially whenever it comes to anime, but it was something about this Robot that has wings, basically, or, like, is sort of like an angel comes to Earth. And, oh, fuck. I'll look up the name of it and tell you later. But anyways. Anyways, yeah. Going so, back to horror. So,
0: actually, going back to horror and horror anime, I would like to check out some more of those. I think I still got to watch uh, Soul Eater, which I actually got a kick out of because uh, it's like death opens a school for all these Reapers, basically. And then death, you see him and he's this very light-hearted person or whatnot. And then you find out why he became that way, because when you see him get pissed off, it's like, oh, shit kind of thing but anyways yeah so that's that's what my week has been like so far and at least uh, the weekend's coming soon and a three-day weekend but so um i've been trying to find some we call the segment now eerie news of the week uh trying to find some you know weird you know uf so ufo sightings uh sasquatch shit you know all that kind of stuff mm-hmm. um so It's very scarce, so I don't know if anybody knows a legitimate website I can go to to try to find some of this news. Or if you guys have stories of your own that you want to send in, we'll do listener stories and stuff like that as well. But what I found is on the Huffington Post, apparently there's a suicidal deer sign. Uh, Yeah, so let's see. So it looks like in Ford County, Illinois, that warns suicidal deer on the highway. So apparently deers just run out into the middle of the street uh, (laughs) on this highway and just try to kill themselves, apparently. I thought that was very bizarre. So basic, basically let's see, they're hoping this makes drivers pay more attention since last year there was 33 vehicle deer collisions in the county.
1: Shit.
0: Deer collisions aren't just horrible news for the deer, they're also dangerous for the humans. About 150 people died and more than 10,000 are injured from deer-related crashes each year.
1: Holy what the hell's wrong with the deer?
0: Well, maybe because we can't hunt them anymore and thin out their numbers, they're just uh... getting self-aware and they're doing it themselves. <clears throat>
1: I'm like, well, fuck you guys.
0: But the only thing this newscaster has to say is, oh, dear. (laughs) Oh, shit. They actually posted that. What? Oh. <laughs> they actually had a picture that said, "Oh dear." Ah, oh, that's <laughs> funny. Right, so that's uh, that's the one bizarre news that I thought uh, that was like so. Apparently, so whatever happened to deers, just doing it the normal, you know, just writing the suicide note, not telling their family and friends. Everyone just they just keep telling everybody, "No, dude, I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine." And the next thing you know, they uh, you know, they strang you know, they hung themselves or they took pills or they cut or themselves. Or they go under.
1: postal and go and shoot up every one of their deer work? No, no, uh, no,
0: deers aren't humans. But anyways, oh, okay,
1: so they don't take out other people with it or other deer with them. They okay, take so out you found
0: it. this story. Do you have it pulled up on your phone? Because I didn't know if you wanted to dive I into did. it. Okay, so um, we'll dive into this. The end of the EU has a question mark. So yes, and I'm just waiting so for that page to actually load. So
1: this kind of creeped me out a bit, just because it was a little odd. Um, I came across this thing where it's talking about there's a blind mystic who apparently correctly predicted 9-11 and ISIS Hmm. and now she's saying that she's predicting that Europe is going to be destroyed in 2016 she's a Bulgarian peasant named Baba Vanga um, and she claims a vision came to her uh, showing Europe desolate and deserted in 2016 following a series of devastating catastrophes which rocked the continent which, I mean, the fact that she was right about 9-11 and ISIS combined with the fact that we aren't on friendly terms with the terrorists right now, and there are a ton of them in Europe and England,
0: it's a little creepy. Okay, now, is that really a prediction, or is this woman just kind of being, like, common sense stuff? Because, I don't know. Like, when I hear about this kind of stuff, like, I always want to believe, and I always, want to be, I always want to be like, Agent Mulder as I want to believe, which that starts up. Pretty soon, so I can't wait for that. Uh, we might have to do some like X Files. Well, stuff. you gotta admit um, though,
1: like the 9/11 thing was completely okay. Out okay of but blue.
0: this is the first time I'm hearing about this woman.
1: Yeah, that's true.
0: I've never even heard her or anybody talk about this woman yet until you brought it up. Maybe she's
1: big in Europe. Uh,
0: maybe I she is big in Europe. I don't know. But then again, and then it's like the thing with the ISIS is like it's easy to say that something happened back in you know. Two thousand one. Yeah. Uh, oh, I predicted that. Yada yada yada. And then again, you predicted this whole thing. It's yeah. like, okay, this is okay. So, but this is really going to put her in her place. Okay, if nothing happens in Europe this year.
1: Yeah. Generally, just I would full say of the shit? only person that I've heard of that was actually like correct the majority of the time is this Jewish guy, Joel Rosenberg. My mom reads him all the time. I think his name's Joel Rosenberg. Anyways, um, but like he correctly, like he actually wrote a, uh. I think it was a, I don't remember if it was a fictional book or not, but he wrote something about 9-11 before it happened and it was actually like published and then 9-11 happened and like he's correctly predicted a couple different things that have happened. So I don't know if he's just really good at guessing based on the political climate or if he like is actually a quote unquote prophet, if you want to call it that. I don't know. I would say people can write in and tell us like exactly how skeptical you are of this on a scale of 1 to 10, but people aren't going to write in because they hate me.
0: Well, the thing is, is uh, no, they don't hate you. They just don't know you. Um... Well, or that's... they know of this podcast. Well, the other thing I don't get either is, if you think about it, if you're a writer, if you're a creative writer, if you're like, okay, if it's like circa 1996, mm-hmm. and you're sitting there going like, okay, what is the worst thing that probably could ever happen to the United States? You're writing this war book. You want to, like Tom Clancy, I'm pretty sure has done plenty of this kind of shit where he comes up with these stories and military background and stuff like that, where he just kind of right writes certain things. So you sit there and go, okay, what is the most horrific thing I could think of to happen on U.S. soil since, you know, Pearl Harbor or something? And then you're thinking like, oh, what if terrorists grabbed a plane crash into a building like it's easy to come up with that stuff yeah, like but then all this you
1: come up with like the Empire State Building or Washington D.C. or something like not the World Trade Center. Well it doesn't have to
0: be the World Trade Center but still if you predict what it... I mean you could predict any kind of effing building at this point you know and stuff like yeah. that. Like, don't get me wrong if this woman okay I hopefully this woman isn't right because then I'm starting to believe that she made a pack with the devil and she's all like hey look I well, will she is
1: blind so maybe she traded her eyes Well, that's what I'm thinking like the devil basically that's what I'm saying
0: the devil was a double edged sword is like, I'll take your eyes, but you can see the future. But all you get to see is all this horrible shit, you know. So, um, I mean, I guess we'll see. I mean, if you guys believe in the blind mystic uh, who correctly predicted 9-11. You know the other problem I have with this blind mystic? I'm hearing a lot of problems, but no solutions. (laughs) Right? Yeah, she's just like, oh, you're fucked. Yeah, basically, I'm all like, you know, that's great, you can predict, but why don't you predict something else? Why don't you predict well, you honestly, know, puppies like, make burgers? or And if
1: you think about it, like, there's plenty of incidents, or instances, instances,
0: instances,
1: in the, like, Not to turn it religious or anything, but there's plenty of instances in the Bible where it talks about like where somebody will predict calamity and, you know, death and woe and destruction if people don't turn away from whatever they're doing and whatever they do, nothing happens. So, I mean, it's not like anything is set in stone. So well, at least that's my I don't know. Point. I mean, so, the, I mean, I, I mean, but honestly, like, at least in the Bible, it kind of says like, if you do this, then this is not going to happen. If you keep doing what you're doing, then this is going to happen. Like, well, to me, the Bible she's literally is... just saying. But I'm just using that as an example. But she's literally just saying, "Oh, Europe's fucked." Like. Good luck, guys. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> like yeah, so, could,
0: you know, yeah. Brian Missick, instead of being a little bit, uh, you know, negative Nancy over here, why don't you try to come up with some, uh, you know, some uh, answers for some of these problems, you know? I foresee this. That's great. Why don't you foresee of a solution? How about that? Right. Um, Why don't
1: you foresee the winning lottery numbers tomorrow? I think of something good, yeah. dude, bitch.
0: That's if anybody won. Okay, so um, one thing I do want to touch upon because I know not too many people have seen it or they have seen it. Oh, you guys. So something.
1: this has nothing to do with anything, but I remembered regarding my week. So I, um, yesterday, t- sorry, Tuesday, when uh, I stayed home from work, I actually I was listening to the radio. I was listening to KUPD. And I heard him say, oh, if you text, you know, whatever word to 97936, then, you know, we're, we'll call a random person and let them know if they got put into our lottery drawing. Mm-hmm. I was like, OK, cool. So I just like texted it and like completely forgot about it. And then a few hours later, I got a random call and I answered the phone. He's like, hey, did you uh text us? And I was, I was like, hey, he's like, hey, this is so and so from KUPD. I was like, Hi. He's like, did you text us? I was like, yeah. He's like, what did you text? So I was like, uh, give me a second. I can't remember what it is. But I actually got put into the drawing. So that was kind of cool. Well, that's good. I, I don't know it. if I actually got like put on air on the air, but it was still kind of well, awesome. You were,
0: no, this is something you kind of buried the lead. So you basically skipped work just so you could get on the radio.
1: I don't even know if I was on the radio. I mean, I didn't get a text from anyone saying, oh, I heard you on KUPD. Well, so. no, because we were all at work. <laughs> Probably. Actually, no. I think I I don't remember what time I texted. I don't even remember when I left the house yesterday. Apparently, I had to at some point or else I wouldn't have heard anything on the radio. Anyways.
0: Anyway, so apparently you missed out a key point to your week. Yes, which uh, was okay. awesome. It
1: was the highlight of my week. And actually, this is the second time that anything of mine has even reached KUPD. Because one time I wrote an email to John Holmberg and he read it online, on the on the show, so that was kind of cool. Anyways,
0: okay. Going so back let's, to let's Hornet. keep promoting another network's, you know, great show because it's the number one, you know, thing. In the, yeah, that's that's proper podcasting right there. <laughs> um, why don't you go work for them?
1: If I didn't have a full time job, I might think about it.
0: Um, that could be your full-time job. Um, Eh. okay, so, uh, one thing I'll touch upon before we jump into some horror movie news is we, uh, I've been watching, or I finished, uh, making a murderer. Mm -hmm. Um, now I know a lot of people have not seen it yet, or some people have seen it and everything like that, so, um, hopefully everyone is caught up on it on Socially Awkward, because I do want to talk about it. Um, I have a lot of stuff to go over with this one, but I will just say if you haven't watched it, watch it, and do me a favor: as soon as you watch it, don't spoil it for anybody. But go ahead and actually go back and actually go online and actually check everything, because that's what I did. Um, because everyone's like I know is giving him they've only watched this the the documentary, and then they're already. Coming up with all this stuff. Or
1: they've only watched like three episodes of the documentary and assume that they know everything.
0: Something like that. But uh, what I'm saying is like, I actually went back through and stuff like that. Now, even with the new facts that I knew about the case and stuff they did not touch upon in the documentary, because I also look at it this way. It's a documentary. They're gonna to have to cut some stuff, and they probably cut it so it looks more towards the the uh, person Stephen Avery. Now, I'm not saying he's innocent, and I'm not saying he's guilty either. I'm just saying even with these added facts into this stuff, a lot just this is just a bizarre case to begin with. Um, not like you you will look at stuff going like, okay, well if this did this. But then he didn't do this. It's, it's it basically add nothing adds up. It's a very big clusterfuck. So I would like to see. I know C and, CNN, I think it is, or 2020. I don't even know if they're still around or Dateline. Somebody is doing like a news story about this ever since this. I think uh, it's Dateline. Yeah, it might be Dateline uh, since this uh, show has come out. So um, I'm very intrigued by it. I think it's really kind of cool and, every, and interesting. And I don't know if we're going to get more of these series every year of how to make a murderer. Making a Murderer murderer or whatnot, um, but it's very interesting, so definitely check it out, Um, go ahead, um, yeah, if you guys have seen it, you want to hit me up on the Facebook and stuff like that, talk about if you liked it, if you didn't like it, or stuff like that, or if you'd like us to, if Anna has to finish watching it, and then we'll sit down and actually go through and just do an entire episode where we just talk about this documentary and come up with, you know, facts, ideas, or maybe how we think things should have gone and stuff like that, you know, let us know.
1: And also, if you wanted to do another documentary, I know there's a documentary on Netflix which I thought was—it's kind of creepy and it's kind of cool as well. It's called uh, "The Story of Joseph Fritzl," I believe. Mm. It's about this guy that basically locked his daughter in a house in his, like a basement for like 17 years. It was a really bizarre story.
0: Um. Okay. So this story hit. Mm-hmm. Uh, this week, and I was excited. This is a love hate relationship story. So in horror news, so while uh, there's a lot of you know films that got me into horror and everything like that this article is actually from, I think bloody disgusting, yes, bloody disgusting dot com. Uh, apparently, they were in talks with. Uh, there used to be a show that uh, was on HBO from 1989 to 1996, and it spawned two movies. And TNT, the network, is looking. To revive this franchise. Where I'm talking about none other than Tales from the Crypt. Which I oh, am yeah. super excited for. Okay, you had the Crypt Keeper, which was a bizarre puppet thing and everything like that. These great uh, creepy stories and stuff like that. The only problem I have with this, with not only the reboot of this, is they wanted to bring in... What's-his-face wanted to uh, be brought in? Is Midnight Shyamalan...
1: M. Night Shyamalan.
0: M. Night shyamalan ding dong would like to... No. Revisit this franchise. He's going to
1: fuck everything So already
0: up. I'm also like, okay, based on the original and a future and future news stories, uh, the executive producer, Shyamalama Ding Dong, and his Binding Edge picture partner, whatever, blah, blah, blah. So I'm excited about this, uh, not because of that thing, because what it looks like that TNT wants to do, uh, and TNT actually used to do this a long, long time ago, with TV. TNT used to do this thing called uh, Monster Mayhem. Um and it used to be these uh they used to show a lot of old uh movies uh they used to show a lot of old horror films on TNT and stuff like that then it was revamped to another kind of horror movie thing which was great and then it just kind of died off like in, on TNT or whatever it was mm-hmm. uh they were doing uh this excited me just to the fact that they wanted to kind of bring back this thing called like a TNT horror block so I'm guaranteed Tales of the Crypt will be a part of it but they'll probably also have other either new uh, no, shows try or... to do
1: like a mix of between old and new, old
0: and new and stuff like that, which I'm kind of excited for. So I was like, all right, you know what? If you want to, if he's just going to be uh, an executive producer, I am fine with that. Uh, I don't know how bad it's going to get. Then I see this hmm. and this is when I just fucking lost it. So midnight Shama Lama, you can go fuck yourself up in your goddamn son of a bitch. You stupid ass motherfucking cunt. They do not want to bring the crypt keeper back for Tales of the Crypt, Cri- Tales from the Crypt.
1: That's literally the entire. That's the entire point of fucking the show. Show. <laughs> show, yeah, that's dumb. What the fuck? Why America? would you not bring that back? That's uh, so you're gonna have Tales from the Crypt minus the crypt keeper himself. That's it's like having a Spider-Man movie without – be like, oh, we're not going to have Spider-Man. It's just going to be all about his family and okay, friends. Okay, this like, is the only thing that I'm that. hoping
0: that this is just a fucking rumor. It's like, well, we haven't confirmed this. Our trustworthy trustworthy insiders tell us that a new incarnation of the Tales from the Crypt will not feature the Crypt Keeper. I bet you 10 bucks
1: is because of fucking M. Night Shyamalan. And fuck I'm like, why? Guy.
0: Why? That would be – okay. That's like calling
1: okay, like. Ang, Ung, and – First off, uh, this, this, <laughs> this is the
0: thing. Okay, everybody has been pissed off about the Ghostbusters reboot. Uh, people have been pissed off about, you know, like, oh, they made a female lead in Star Wars. Like, so many people are pissed off with... about that? Well, no, no, no. I'm yeah. just saying some people, yeah. like, people are getting pissed off when you're taking certain elements. That would be like Transformers. There will be no Optimus Prime. What? Yeah. Okay, so you're telling me that not only is a show called... That would be like, okay, let's see. I'm trying to think of a show Um, that actually is the name of the person of the show. Okay, The Flash. That would be like you have a TV show called The Flash, and you don't have The Flash in it Yes, I just
1: made that comparison. I just said that would be like having Spider-Man without Spider-Man. It's just about his family and friends. No,
0: no one cares about that Uh, because all of his friends and our family are dead, so it would be a pointless show. See, your, your, your stuff does not add up. It doesn't add up. People will jump mail. See, people will support me on this because I, I, I get, I get fan mail They're all both, the time.
1: They are, you don't get any fan mail because we don't get any fan mail, period.
0: So it doesn't really matter. Anyways, like I'm saying, it's called Tales from the Crypt. So mm-hmm. what do you, are you just going to have Shamalama Ding down walk out be like, Greetings, kid. Oh, greetings, kids. Look at me. I am not a new Keeper. Yes, I am being fucking racist right now, and I don't give a shit because fuck this guy so fucking hard. I fucking hate him.
1: So yeah, all right. Next topic, since you're apparently oh, no, no. furious with
0: this. No, no, no. Fuck this person. That'd be okay. That'd
1: be like having fucking. All right, we're gonna move on. So then we don't. No, no, we. You no, know what? we no. Not, We can set us. We'll keep an eye no, on no, the no. story, I'm, so you can okay. keep talking about it later. Because no, 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 no. that really is fucking retarded. Okay, I don't well understand. that's
0: basically that's the only. Oh, that's what I said. We're gonna have to. We needed this fucking story so I can go off on a. Fucking rant because uh, we didn't really have that much news story and everything like that. Uh, but yeah, so fuck that shit. Okay, I, this better be like some fucking move that they'll be like, oh no, we're just kidding and stuff like that because
1: just so uh, I kind of get okay. everybody riled up and interested. I just want to know.
0: Well, first off, I was interested as a... Okay, first off, you already got us interested and in riled up. You're like, what? You're bringing back Tales from the Crypt? And then you're like, wow, Shamalama Ding Dong's putting me of like this? You're like, okay, I kind of have this weird mixed feelings. And then you just kind of just pulled that out by going like, I don't think we're going to have the Crypt Keeper and this. It's like, uh, fuck. Uh, j- uh, uh, uh. Though my buddy, who's actually going to be on the show on Socially Awkward this Friday, so if you're listening to the show this week or whatnot, uh, Matt Matt Hines, when I posted this going, uh, like, fuck this shit, I'm out. Uh, Matt goes, he goes, the twist is uh, you find out at the end that the Crypt Keeper was dead the whole time. <laughs> and I was like, okay. So before... <laughs> that's actually pretty <laughs> funny. It was pretty funny. That's why I said. I was like, that's pretty fucking funny uh i think that's actually posted on the facebook page so before we dive into uh the movie that we watched last week we do have one last thing of news Um, of course uh i will throw this in there Uh, i know it doesn't have anything to do with well actually no it does kind of do with horror related as well but uh we all as we all know uh this uh monday i believe uh david bowie passed away at age 69 apparently he was battling with cancer Uh, Now, I don't know if that was ever in the news or he kept it to himself, because that was the first I ever heard of it.
1: Um, I didn't hear anything either, but then again, I don't really follow David Bowie that closely.
0: um, But yeah, so rest in peace, David Bowie, but also people that we lost uh, on January 10th uh, was uh, uh, Agnes uh, Skirm. Uh, He's also known as the Tall Man from uh, the Phantasm movies. Now, I believe there was like four or five of those. Those are really bizarre movies. I actually heard they were trying to do a... Either remake or reboot, and I thought he was going to be in it or whatnot, but he dies at 89. Um, so yeah, if you haven't seen those movies, I believe they're on Netflix right now. Go ahead and check them out. They're very bizarre, very weird. Um, hmm. but yeah, uh, actually, uh, so yeah, so definitely check those ones out. But yeah, we'll also have him rest in peace. And another person passed away as well this it comes week. In threes. Yes, it does comes in threes. Uh, RIP. Ghostbuster actor David Margulis passed away at 78. He was the mayor of New York in the in the two films. Oh, uh, so Louis. He's was, been in a lot of stuff. Yeah, he's been in a lot of stuff. So um,
1: that's sad. I didn't realize he died. Where yeah. the hell was that news story?
0: Uh, it probably got Fuck honestly, the news. honestly it probably got
1: buried under David Bowie. I yeah, remember.
0: he died. Yeah, he passed away on January 12th. Oh,
1: so yesterday. God.
0: So yeah, he probably got buried under all that stuff, but. Sad. Uh, we will, but most likely we'll be talking about him more, anyways. Because, like I said before, the next Ghostbuster movie comes out this year. I know we'll be, well, I'll be. Who am I kidding? I'm gonna watch it anyways. I'm not gonna rewatch it. Uh, be watching probably Ghostbusters one and two to talk about up gearing up to this next reboot. At least I know I will be excited for. So, um, I know a lot of people aren't, but I'm just like, look, I don't even give a shit. We're getting a new Ghostbusters movie. So,
1: question: Would you? I mean, I know I would, but would you classify Labyrinth as a horror movie of sorts?
0: Um, sh- I don't know if it's so much as a horror
1: movie. I call it a horror movie because you have to see David Bowie's Junk. The entire time. And that is horrific. Not really. because Actually, no. Oh, well, the, the very Have you first heard scene. Of my
0: junk. My <laughs> junk. The junk in my cotton piece.
1: The, the first scene, you don't actually see his junk, which is nice. But then the rest of it, whenever he's uh, wearing see, his I gray don't... pants, I'm
0: just like, ugh. See, I don't know if that would classify as a horror movie, because there's another Jim Hansen film called The Dark Crystal that could also classify it as kind of a horror movie as well. Never heard of it. Um, it's a, it's another one of those bizarre, fucked up kind of like, they have like creepy moments, and then it's like, I don't know, it's like a, I I also want to call, almost want to call them almost dark. Comedies, but they're not like super dark though. So I don't well, know. Well, I
1: guess it would just be like sort of a dark movie in general, sort of like Donnie Darko. I wouldn't really classify as a horror movie. Even yeah, that's more like, like a of edge. Of, that's
0: like... more like of a like a weird like what was it like a sci fi thriller maybe? I don't know. Well,
1: it's not quite sci fi. Yeah, see, it's one of those movies that kind of defies explanation. So you just kind of call it a cult film and leave it at that. Which is exactly what Labyrinth is. It's a cult film.
0: Yeah, it's it's kind of hard to like. That's what I think was the worst idea in the world for us to actually do a horror. Podcast podcast cuz we have so much
1: so much like <sighs> stuff that could be classified as horror but we don't know if it is. Yeah. Yeah, but anyway. And suspense kind of yeah. wriggles its way in there and
0: But uh yeah, so I'm not really sure what would classify as any of those movies. I would say if our fans want to write in and let us know, that'd be great, but I'm not going to hold my breath. That's right. I like to belittle the fans, the little bit of fans that we have. But without <laughs> because, further fuck ado, you people
1: you never talk to us.
0: But without further ado, we are going to talk about a movie that came out in 1988 called Child's Play. Now, this movie has had a shit ton of spinoffs. Not only has it had Child's Play 2, 3, then it goes into The Bride of Chucky, when everyone thought Chucky was dead, then The Seed of Chucky, and then with the latest movie that I believe came out uh, two years ago, which is The Curse of Chucky. But we're going to talk about the original Child's Play, which I know they've been talking about maybe remaking. I'm not sure. But when they talked about remaking it, they did talk about doing it with the original uh, director, and he was writing it. But before we dive into this movie, I'll give you a little bit of a synopsis. Uh, This is from IMDB. I'm not really sure if this is the greatest synopsis ever. But uh, (laughs) a single mother gives her son a sought-after doll for his birthday, only to discover that it's possessed by a soul of a serial killer.
1: I think that's the same synopsis they have uh, on Netflix. Netflix?
0: Okay. <laughs> jinx. So, I don't know, whatever. I'm no, no, keep can keep talking, uh, Steve. Go ahead, go
1: ahead, go ahead.
0: Um, you never jinx somebody on a podcast. Oh, That's why I First said your name right after. Uh, anyways, because I already know you can't ha- hold the show on your
1: own. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Well, that's why I have you.
0: Um, okay, so before we dive into the meat and potatoes of the show, I don't even know why called the meat and potatoes of the show. I will talk about this. So um, uh, before we get to everything we'll talk about, like we said, we're trying to figure out a better way to describe these movies and come up with a better synopsis. I don't want to have to go through every little aspect of it and stuff like that, but um, I guess what we should just do is we'll go ahead and uh, we'll talk about what we liked about the film, what we didn't like about the film, and then before we give our ratings, we'll go ahead and give the ratings of uh, Rotten Tomatoes IMDb, and then we'll see if ours match it up with that and then uh before the end of the uh, end of this uh review I will talk about how I feel about uh their idea for the sequel which I don't think in my opinion I really don't think they planned
1: uh probably not
0: but we'll go ahead and start this off so Anna you're not a fan of dolls in general no. so how was watching this movie for you
1: Actually this wasn't this one wasn't so bad I don't know what it was about it, but I guess just like kind of the filming of it, it wasn't too bad. So I don't know. It
0: Well one of your one of the actors though in this movie, uh was also in Lord of the Rings. Yes. Do you want to talk about that?
1: Wait, which one was it again?
0: Uh <laughs> I can't remember now. Brandon Duriff? i don't know if i saw dorif i don't know if his last name he played basically charlie lee ray the voice of chucky which is also known best as in lord of the rings um he played
1: was he denethor or was he he was a weird
0: snapey thing guy. oh
1: uh worm tongue worm tongue he played grima worm tongue yeah that's right yeah because i saw him like i watched the movie um just because it was it was i don't know when it was on it was just randomly on, and I ended up watching it, and, or I ended up recording it, because I was like, well, I've never seen it before, and I might as well make an effort to watch it. Now, of course, I watched it in the middle of the day, so I wouldn't get too freaked out, but since I don't like dolls. Wow. But
0: um, he's known. He has, He's in a yeah. lot of fucking. He was in Dune. He was in the yeah, remake he's of in Halloween. A shit ton he was of in movies. Uh, One Flew of the Cuckoo's Nest with Jack Nicholson. This oh. fucking. This fucking guy. But, all yeah. I knew him as, this is the sad part, all I knew him as was the voice of Chucky.
1: I knew him as Grima Wormtongue. But I, it was really funny because I was watching the movie and I was like, wait a second, I know that guy. That's fucking Tongue." Yeah, he
0: was also in Alien's uh, Resurrection. Um,
1: He's been in something else, too. But it was really weird because I was watching it I was like, he looks really weird with eyebrows. Yeah, it was <laughs> very... Actually, he shaved it like in the, the filming of it. They were like, well, we need you... To, uh, Peter Jackson was like... Uh well we need you to look freakier and he's like do you want to shave my eyebrows and Peter Jackson's like yeah sure we'll try that so he just like shaved his eyebrows right there he's like you don't mind he's like no it it works you he probably just like Peter Jackson's
0: like I've been a voice of a fucking doll for I don't know how many <laughs> decades now if people actually get to see my face on picture I'm good um but yeah so I so thought I that got was to very... see
1: him very briefly at the beginning right yeah at the very
0: beginning of briefly. but I think it's amazing that he still has come back and voiced Chucky throughout all this film series so
1: yeah it's awesome i'm s- glad that he has that much dedication to his little because i mean well, if you think
0: about it the, the 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 money that he's probably made from fucking lord of the rings and everything else he's oh, been yeah. in like he probably does not have to come back to do this so it's either he really likes this character or it might just be very easy work for him because he just has to do voice acting
1: probably both. Um,
0: which actually i found out i believe his daughter um is actually in curse of chucky as well Oh, uh, she plays somebody as well. But I have not. Uh, I have to go back and watch that because I'm trying to remember who she was. Curse but of Chucky. Huh. well, I know Curse that, of Chucky um, is the latest one.
1: And actually, on a related note to Lord of the Rings, what's really also really funny to me is that in Seed of Chucky, Billy Boyd, who plays Pippin in Lord of the Rings, uh. it plays his son
0: oh well maybe that maybe that's maybe that was a
1: maybe that's because i know well i know pippin was in the first movie so maybe that's how he got the job as grima wormtongue is because uh billy boyd was like oh yeah i've worked with him before he's a really good actor blah 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 so
0: yeah so but yeah so anyway so we'll dive into this so uh what did you did you okay now we'll start off with uh what did you think of the idea of the story um i mean the movie came out in 1998 or 1988 um
1: Obviously, I already knew that Chucky w- came to life because that's been kind of ruined for me for the past 26 well, years. Well,
0: that's not what I meant. I, what I meant <laughs> was like the story was it wasn't just like this doll was alive or anything like that it was a man right, who basically it actually practiced and kind of in... played
1: with your head a little bit. And you're just kind of like, well, is the kid helping him out? Because like even knowing that the doll is possessed, like at first you're like, OK, this du- dude is doing some weird voodoo as he's getting killed. Like, what do you fucking do?
0: Well, and... that's the thing. You don't even know he's doing voodoo until he actually <laughs> runs into one of his old, like, uh, buddies uh, that he finds out that he was big into voodoo. Like, all you know that he's doing is some weird conjuring kind of, like, yeah, selling his soul like to the like devil kind of thing. Yeah. Crap. Uh, which is actually a different take on anything. I mean, if anything, it could have just been like, oh, you fell into, like, some weird, you know, chemical stuff and you became this doll, evil killer doll kind of thing. I mean...
1: Yeah, I thought that was an interesting take, for or an interesting direction for them to take is to say that he did voodoo because that's not a normal yeah that's not a normal plot point for any movie usually it's either, usually if it takes
0: place in the bayou yeah then it's like a the major sp-
1: yeah and uh, usually no like, it has to do with crocodiles and voodoo and uh, that, to no offense yeah, to anybody
0: it. who does a horror film that's about in the bayou but you guarantee most of your source material is probably fucking voodoo uh
1: and crocodiles
0: I don't know what crocodiles have to do with...
1: Crocodiles are everywhere in Louisiana, in... O- in uh, not Oklahoma. What the fuck am I talking about? Louisiana, Mississippi, Florida. Trust me, I know because... No, that's fine, but voodoo. I just don't know that's
0: how... Like, if you're doing voodoo, why do you really need a... Do, do they... Do Actually,
1: they- crocodiles are a huge part of voodoo because they need animals for shit.
0: Well, why don't you just kill babies?
1: And, like, reptiles. Anyways, um... Well, well, but- okay,
0: you just said you could just say reptiles. It does not have to be exactly crocodiles.
1: Well crocodiles are pretty easy to get. Um, at least in that area. I was about to say, No, they're not. In I that could, area. Yeah. yeah, in that area,
0: you have to be more
1: Seriously, in that area, yeah, you drive okay, down okay. the road, you'll see like ten s- of them just sunning themselves on
0: the okay. side of the road. Yeah, That's you didn't weird. finish your sentence. That's what I'm getting at. <laughs> You're just like, Oh, crocodiles are easy to get I'm like, bull fucking shit. I cannot just go to a store right now and be like, Can I get a crocodile like here? Yeah. yeah, now if I'm in Louisiana, there's a completely different story. Yeah, you can
1: just drive down the road for five minutes and be like, Oh, there's one. Let me shoot it in the head really quick. <laughs>
0: okay, so let's give your take. So this was the first time you've seen this movie. I mean. Correct. So, uh, was a lot of it? Uh, most of it was already spoiled for you, but was there anything that surprised you? Was there anything that you were kind of like, "Oh, this is interesting"? So, let l- just give us your rundown of what you felt like this movie had. And the kid
1: was annoying, but then again, the kid always annoys me. But the things that I thought were interesting about it was the scene with the uh, babysitter. Mm-hmm. How she got the doll was interesting. Or how she got the doll in the first place And this the scene with the babysitter I thought was interesting because you kinda like you're sitting there and like even though I knew that the doll was alive because okay. I've you know, people have been spoiling it for me for the past twenty six years, I've like I still kinda had this weird like this thought in my head of well maybe the kid is helping him out, like maybe the kid is like doing some of the killing along with the doll, you know, it's just stuff like that. So and it was actually kinda freaky like watching it. Like, basically, knowing what's actually going on, but watching it and seeing it basically through the the mom's perspective mm. and, like, try, her trying to figure out what's going on, it's kind of weird to have, like, basically, like, a dual, uh, like, a dual uh, knowledge... I guess, or just kind of like a dual experience because, like, you know what's actually going on. You know what's going on in her head and you're just kind of seeing, like, the two... Like, just watching and waiting for the two to converge whenever she finally gets it is an interesting Mm. experience. So... And actually, I give them major props on the killing scene. Like, just that entire, like last 20 minutes of the movie, I guess. Oh, okay, yeah. Because you keep thinking he's dead, you keep thinking he's dead, and he freaking keeps coming back, and you're just like, die already!
0: Um, Yeah, no. But
1: not in a bad way. It's not like, oh my god. No, but it was...
0: Yeah, it was, a, it was a good take on it because, I mean, they've done – they did, like, everything to this doll. Uh, I remember watching this the first time. I really enjoyed it. I still enjoy it today. I think it's uh it's very – the thing that I have a problem with is, like, this movie is a really good idea. And then where it went to, it's kind of like uh, they really made it campy at a certain point. But um. <laughs>
1: but the campiness just kind of adds to the movie. Well, yeah, the they, gave, they
0: gave Chucky a sense of humor at one point. But what I really like about it is, like, you really don't see him move at all until, like, almost, like, halfway through the movie – like, him actual, like, him coming out of the doll. And then you can kind of start seeing, like, his face is showing in the doll. Yeah. Uh, I which I really that. like that. I, I just like the animatronics. I like how they put everything together. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the voice acting was really good on... Uh, Everyone's part, but I really like it, too, because it's, like, the part where you think, like, okay, I'm in this doll's body, I can pretty much do whatever I want, I'm invincible, kind of thing, and then he gets shot, and he has to go to his buddy, who tells him about the voodoo and stuff like that, where he's all, like, he's like, look, buddy, I got shot, it hurt, you know, like, what's going on here, it's like, oh, you, your soul's been in long, too long into this doll, you're gonna have to, you know you know you're going to have to find a new hoster body so then he's like okay great well w- okay i'll go ahead and do that and he's like yeah but the problem is you have to do it to the first person you revealed yourself to and then he's all like well this is just great i get to be f- 8 years old again <laughs> you know his kind of crazy laugh um that
1: was a very good impression of his
0: laugh actually uh, i'm just waiting creepy. for the you know person to die so i can just take over things um <laughs> Uh, but, yeah, no, I really just enjoyed that weird kind of things. So then you kind of see him, you know, okay, now i got to take over this child's body kind of thing. And then mm-hmm. when the mom finally realized he's real, that was a really cool turning point because she, like, opens the battery. Oh, no, she has the box oh, and the batteries yeah, yeah, fall yeah. out, and she's just like – okay, wait a minute, because for all this time, she's thinking, well, yeah, my son- up the
1: doll and the doll talked to her, and she's like, oh, okay, and she, like, goes to throw away the box and the batteries fall out, and she's like, how did the doll talk to me? And just, like, this creepy moment of her looking at it like, what the fuck? That part did creep me out. I yeah,
0: I, I like that because then it talks to her, she drops it and then it just rolls under the uh, the couch in <laughs> and or some of that. But I just, I, I do have to say, what, I freaking think it's funny with some of his lines where he's just like, you stupid bitch! I'll fucking kill you! <laughs> you know, just like all this kind of rambling or whatnot. But then Coming that was... Of a
1: child's doll and you're just like... Well, but what I freaking
0: like is, you know, it finally, that was a turning point because a, after all this time, this mother just thinks her son went nuts. Her son is crazy. Her son just murdered these people. All this kind of stuff and it wasn't until that moment... Where, like, if you think about it, they never really showed you too much of anything with Chucky. uh, You could have thought that they could have played this an entire way way where you could have just been like, if they never showed, basically, they never showed you the beginning part. With him summoning himself to be, be put into this doll, they could have literally done this movie a completely different way, and it still would have been freaking creepy because you're like, oh shit, the son is just fucking nuts, and he just killed everybody. But then you so, still
1: always have that question of your head in your head of, well, is the son really nuts, or is the doll actually alive? doll actually or, alive, kind yeah. of thing.
0: Then comes where uh, they'll go back to you know uh, Andy Barclays, which is the uh, little kid's name, the Barclays resident, where he's trying to take over his soul and. then yeah the mom battles the doll she throws him into. so yeah so this doll basically gets uh he gets burned he gets shot he gets thrown in a fireplace and then burned to a crisp which i thought that was a great line where he's flipping out in the um in the grate in the grate of the fireplace and then finally he's all like andy andy friends till the end and he's like sorry and just drops the match in there and just (laughs) sets him on fire he's just like ah you know uh Screaming his ass off So then you're thinking He's dead No no no, it's just burnt To a crystal he gets up Now the thing's Creepier looking Than it was
1: So now it's literally Like this Half melted Burnt like Weird little thingy Just crawling on the ground Like swearing Like a motherfucker Yeah but
0: I love those Like okay so it's coming At him with a knife Then they shoot it In the leg They shoot off One of it's arms The thing is still coming They finally shoot The head off You're like okay It is dead Then finally (laughs) It's like towards The end of the movie You're sitting there Going like (laughs) Okay, everything's great. Then the cop's buddy shows up. He's all like, yeah, don't touch anything. Don't touch anything. He's like, all right. So what does he start doing? He starts touching stuff. He brings the head inside going like, I don't know what you're talking about. Then, of course, the rest of what's ever left of this body comes running through the grate of the like air conditioning. Okay. From, just starts strangling this guy. They throw it down. Then finally, the cop shoots it right in the heart. And that's to me, was such a cool moment because it gets shot in the heart and you just see, uh, like, Chucky's going off. He's like, I'm going to kill you. I'm going to murder your family. I'm going to kill everyone." you know, all this kind of stuff. And then what I love is, like, he shoots him in the heart. He's all like, my name's Chucky. Want to play? And it just goes right back to the normal voice of that toy. And you're like, that's such a, like, great way to end the movie. It's so
1: creepy, but it's such a great way. Because, yeah, the, yeah.
0: So uh, before we talk, was an uh, awesome ending. <laughs> yeah. So before we talk about our reviews, I never think that. Um, we'll talk about what. Uh, so IMDb gave it a six point five percent out of fifty nine five fifty nine thousand one hundred thirty nine users. Uh, one hundred and thirty eight of those were critics, and then there was another two hundred and eighty reviews or whatnot. Uh, then we'll check out what Rotten Tomatoes gives it. So that's about a 60 I think, percent kind of thing going on. Um, let's see. So Rotten Tomatoes. Waiting for this page load. Gotta waste some time so there's not something that's, you know, it's Rotten Tomatoes waiting for the page load. That was rotten a lovely Tomato. Song. Okay, so Rotten Tomato gave it a 67%. Uh, the audience gave it actually a 62 that they liked it. So, um, so without further ado, Anna, what would you give, uh, Child's Play, um,
1: rating wise?
0: Rating wise.
1: Um, that's a good question. Probably three, three and a half out of five. Three and a half out of five? Yeah, three and a half bloody popcorns.
0: Oh, we just have not came up with a rating. system so.
1: Um... Just because, like, obviously there were some parts that were campy. There were some parts that were, like, really, like, dated. But it's still, like, the concept was incredible. The ending was awesome. The, the whole scene at the very end, you're just, like, constantly, like, biting your fingers off. It was just, it was unexpected. So I think that overall, especially with the limited resources that they had, they did a really good job. So, and even though there were a lot of, a lot of sequels with this that may or may not have ruined the franchise, I still think the original one was awesome.
0: The original one was awesome. Now, don't get me wrong. The other ones have their moments, but I will say this. So, before, I'll give my review and then I'll talk about how I feel about, basically, how the second second movie opens you're just kind of like yeah you did not plan for a sequel <laughs> um so i give it about probably a four out of five popcorns, just because i really enjoyed this movie i thought the animatronics were amazing uh the story you know is kind of weird and different for the time frame because i mean a lot of the slasher films at that time it was all like you know you had freddy krueger you had jason Voorhees, you had like all these kind of powerhouse people and then finally someone's just like here's a doll here's a doll that probably stands about maybe Three feet. Three feet tall. If that, And yeah. it was a fucking killing machine kind of thing. So, I mean, props to it. I thought it was great. I thought the cast was great. I mean, granted, yeah, it kind of... I mean, I think the reboot of Chucky, when they finally did Bride of Chucky, probably saved... Uh, was a great reboot of the character because mm-hmm. now he wasn't like... Uh, too cute looking, he was more, had all the scars on himself, everything was stitched up kind of thing, you gave him kind of a new companion, which is Bonnie from Family Guy, yeah, uh, cracked me is a boy, so, and then they gave him a son, which is kind of kind of weird, because it kind of ends, Billy Boyd. Yeah. yeah, it kind of <laughs> ends, and then you give him, and then you do this new one, Seed of Chucky, where, like, he's kind of back to his roots, almost, so, I'm trying to remember, because I don't think I saw a Seed of Chucky, I think I've seen everything up until that one, and then I watched Seed of Chucky, or not Seed of Chucky, Curse of Chucky, so I'm trying to figure out where, what happened with what. Um, I don't remember
1: which one I had on my DVR.
0: But uh, anyway, so what I'm going to talk about is before we end this show with all of our delightful stuff. So what I'm going to talk about is, yeah, I did not uh, – usually movies plan for a sequel. We were just talking about Friday the 13th where the kid jumps out mm-hmm. of the lake. And, of course, that ensues, you know, Jason Voorhees, you know. And then history Nightmare and so on
1: Elm Street, you don't actually know if Freddy's dead is or not. Is dead or not. So this
0: one, you clearly see the doll has died. The doll has been killed. So the second movie opens up with this. Uh, there's a court case going on with the whole thing about the good guy dolls, everything going haywire and stuff like that. They literally take the skull, not kidding you, the skull of the doll that they just killed. That's evidence to me. That is evidence. That is yes. evidence for this crime. What do they do? They r- t- remove everything from it, take the metal skull, and rebuild a brand new new guy doll out of it. And that's how Chucky comes back in that one. And I'm like, well, first off, you're tampering with evidence. Second of all, you did not plan for a sequel. And
1: third, wouldn't you need his heart, not his skull?
0: See, that's the thing I'm trying to figure out. Now, in the third second movie how it ends is like his body gets blown up destroyed and everything like that his body gets picked up by this crane and it starts bleeding and this blood falls into this vat of dolls that are making good guy dolls and that's how he comes back to me that makes more sense if you're doing a sequel I'm yes. guessing if the doll can bleed his soul is still alive yada 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 kind of thing but then again you go to the Bride of Chucky because the third movie is the last of the child played series before it went to Bride of Chucky now Bride of Chucky his 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 evidence actually Bride of Chucky is a great film uh, in the beginning because he was we literally go through the lockers and this is where it really ties all the horror genres movies kind of together you see like jason's mask you see stuff from other like horror films in the and evidence see J- lockers you
1: freddy's hat yeah stuff like that so i
0: thought that was kind of cool and then she takes him puts him back together and then you know does the stuff and summons his soul back kind of thing so it, just to me like when you when you go that far to come up with an actual story where how chucky can come back with those films and this one you just kind of say we're going to take the same body and put it you know the same skull and put it together to another Another doll to me just seems very bizarre and very yeah, especially unplanned especially
1: with the whole voodoo thing that they brought up in the first one like they literally could have just had like some either like the witch doctor that he was friends with or some random like guy that he knew that was like knew enough about voodoo to bring him back and yeah. to, and another doll like the, the skull no like <laughs> Just, no! like It makes no sense. Like, if you can cut off the head and the body's still alive, that means that the skull is not related to fucking anything.
0: Well, I don't know. I don't know what the concept is behind that or whatnot. Maybe um, if I do some more research I'll find some stuff in that, but... Uh, Very weird, very weird and different. But, so, yeah, so that's uh, Child's Play. So we'll hopefully talk about the, when we get to our sequel marathons, after we've seen a bunch of films, we're going to start talking about some of these sequels, whether the sequels were better than the first, did they hold up, or did they make too many of them and they should have stopped a while ago? And do some of these movies need a brand new reboot? Of course, we did get a new reboot with Nightmare on Elm Street, which didn't do too well, I've heard, and I heard they're already planning on rebooting it again. Then they're planning on doing that with the Friday the 13th franchise. But the no, Friday the no, 13th, no, no. No. Friday thirteenth though they're going in a different direction. Instead of trying to reboot it in film form, they're actually doing a television show for the CW, which actually could probably different well. Oh. I think they might be doing stories of Crystal Lake. Uh, could be Ooh. a spinoff of that. So we'll see what happens with that. But of course, so that's uh that's our review of Child's Play th- is this week. I don't know what we're going to review next week.
1: Actually, I was just going to say like with um the Friday the, th- Friday the 13th TV show one thing that would be interesting is just kind of like do like sort of what they did with the Gotham show and kind of show like this whole series of like blood and violence and gore that happened previous to the Crystal Lake incident with Jason Voorhees, so then it kind of seems like it's a dark place to begin with, and just kind of.
0: I think what they should just do is just do some weird thing with Jason Voorhees, you know, and stuff like that, just so I can finally get a spin off, just so I can do it across, because uh, CW is very good at doing crossover with Arrow and uh, Flash. I want to see the Friday the 13th crossover with Supernatural. Uh,. <laughs> That would Let's be Let's see awesome. the Winchesters take on Jason Voorhees.
1: Right? Oh, my God. That would God. be. I would pay money to see that fucking shit. Fucking
0: cool. Uh, but, yeah. So, I think that's going to wrap up this episode for Not Another Bee Horrorcast this week. Uh, don't forget you can follow us on the Twitter at Bee Horrorcast. Don't forget to give our Facebook page a like. Just go to Facebook.com backslash Not Another Bee Horrorcast. Uh, go ahead and send us in any of your real stories or whatnot. Or if you find bizarre news that you would like us to talk about. Or any other movies of recommendation. I'm not sure what we're watching next week. Uh, I assume
1: you'll post it on Facebook once we figure it out.
0: I hope so. Uh, I most likely, once we start watching it, I'll post it, but I haven't figured anything out like that yet. So, um, yeah, so I guess that's going to wrap up this show. So don't forget to use our hashtag, hashtag movie date with Anna, Anna movie dates, or hashtag drunk Steve, or hashtag. Horrorcast. cast i haven't really come up with anything oh actually you know what i just popped into my head i don't know if anyone's using it or whatnot but we'll just call it hashtag bloody good um Ooh, i like it so we'll try that one out kids and everything like that so uh yeah so that's gonna wrap up this episode and like always uh you can find me at steven mooney jr on the twitters don't forget to check out all the other podcasts i'm associated with because i'm pretty sure you can find me on any of those And without further ado, Anna, take us away with those words that I have no idea what they mean, but they sure sound cool.
1: Carpe noctum.